Good afternoon. This is Dr. Bones, and today uh, my guests are Joe Symes and The Loving Kind. Welcome, Colin, Joe, and Andy. Hi, Colin. Hello. Welcome back to the show, guys. Uh, Colin and Joe, we've spoke uh, a few times before in the past. And uh, first off, like congratulations on the new album called Phase Two. And, okay, thank you. And uh, the songs you sent me, I'm really enjoying, and it's 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 noticeable, and it is one of see what has changed in the past year because i know you guys have done some i mean this is kind of going back a little bit but a couple of lineup changes you know from a five piece to a three piece and you've stuck with a three piece which is works for works for you beautifully now what made you decide to stick with a three piece and not expand more than that less is more oh less people to deal with <laughs> fair enough just yeah that, that's basically it like and you know i mean you know there's a lot more room now, um, and you know it's actually, it's never been better. Really, it just works as a, as a three piece. And to be honest, the, you know the less people, the bigger it sounds, which is which is bizarre, but it just does. Right. Well, fair enough. Yeah. And uh, and also, go ahead. Better to work with people who want to do stuff. Oh, okay. No, that definitely makes sense. So they're kind of just along for the ride, so to speak. Yeah, that's it. We don't need we don't need no dead weight. Right, no, no absolutely. No driftwood. No driftwood. No, <laughs> fair enough. So you guys uh were it couldn't be better it couldn't be better. Well, it, it, it is noticeable. Like I said, I mean, I've I've been following you guys for a few years now, so it's it's I've noticed the change in, in differences, uh especially with uh, uh, a little bit of reworking uh I'll find out someday, and so and now with the new album, face you guys tour for the past year or so around the UK. Now, um, what with this tour, obviously you're promoting the new album. Were there any uh, specific kind of special places that you played that you kind of wanted to play for a while or had never played before? This like was the first time, so this was kind of a big deal. Some of the places we played have been new places, but um, we're always open to play. And explore, you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we love we love just playing anywhere where there's a good vibe, you know. Uh, as long as you turn up, like it's cool meeting new bands. That's because crowds are crowds, aren't they? You know what I mean. You don't really you interact with the odd couple of people in the crowd, but if the bands you interact with new bands and you know like 
knocking heads together and trying to like arrange to try and do some gigs. Like you know what I mean? Like it's net the networking element because obviously the gigs that we're doing, the gigs that we're doing, like the 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 vibe of the at the venue is, is always pretty good. You know what I mean? At most of the venues we go to, right. the vibe's always pretty good. Like, now, has has this, uh, I guess, uh, helped develop a, a, a bigger and, and a new fan base for you? We're constantly getting new uh, new follows, new fans every time. Every time we gig, there's new people we've never met before wanting to buy the stuff, which means they're digging it, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Right. So, so yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, this touring is to build up your fan base, isn't it? When you're touring, when you're meeting people. That builds your fan base because people buy into you then don't they you know right and the response from the new album has been amazing it's been really fantastic everyone's got a different favorite song if each person would have the same favorite song everyone bought it then we wouldn't be in trouble but the haven't everyone's got a different favorite song which we're really pleased about and plus it's a total departure now from what we've done previously which we intended to do anyway to turn the volume up yeah, I've been asking a lot of people um, who have bought the album or have at least, uh, you know, had tracks to play and and, and so on, and, and said, you know, they, said they really loved what they heard. And, you know, one person said, oh, I like that song the best. And another person said, oh, I like this, the other, this other song the best. And another person said, oh, I like this song the best. So, you know, uh, you know, as Joe said, then it's just good that, like, you know, it's not like one specific song is everyone's favourite. All of the songs are all different people's favourites. So it's like a nice, nice, even balance across the whole album. No, absolutely. I mean, that that that's gonna make a world of difference because usually, uh, uh, well, well, usually slash normally, it's the the you know most people like just throw the pick. They all they a lot of them have the favorite song, uh, favorite same same favorite song, whether it's a single or not. Yeah, that's so, it. I mean, it, the, what we what we've actually started noticing is not the the actual amount. It's not the length of fan base, if you get what I'm saying. It's not all the same type of people. We're getting like a breadth of fan base from kids to grannies and everywhere in between. Do you know what I mean? It's like, which I think is is beneficial and it shows different age groups are digging different tracks as well. You know, so that I mean that's what I've noticed over the past like since the album, since we released the album. Uh, we've been circling it out. That's what we're. That's what we're kind of noticing is that we're getting a breadth of fan base, more so than quantity. You know, right? Every genre. Yeah, and the, the good thing is, well, you know, if if you, if you find that you're appealing to people from seven to seventy-seven, then I think you're all right. I think, I think you're, uh, you. You haven't got. You have got a certain demographic. Old, yeah, we're not going to be pigeonholed as like we're a band for the kids or we're a band for old people. But everybody enjoys it. You know. Right. No, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the kind of the worst thing possible. It, it, it's almost uh, <clears throat> like the, the kiss of death for your career, uh, so to speak. Yeah, get, that's you... it. I mean, it, it, see, the, the, the way the music game is now, I mean, I think the record execs like it to be pigeonholed, don't they? So you can just batter one, like, one group of people and just, like, immerse them with it, you know? Uh, whereas because we're not tied to any anybody, we're, we're just self sufficient. We can we just kind of call our own shots, and right. it's it's paying it's it's paying now because as I say, we're getting loads of different types of fans. 
I think any band's any like biggest nightmare. So like you know, you're a band, for example, that just appeals to like say, you know, kids between the ages of like eight to thirteen or something. Right. Then once they've grown up. They've, you've, they've grown out of you and then it's like well where, where do we go now you know what I mean that's like you know when like you've got you've basically got like a sell by date or like you know a, a date where basically you, you, you basically go, go out of fashion and all that and I think like if if, if that's it then you know you, you, your career's going to be very 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 short and only for a limited amount of time you know if I, I you know if I would never well I personally would never want, want to be in that thing I'd, I'd want to you know as people get to certain points in their lives you carry on with them. You evolve, yeah. yeah. Evolving as musicians, evolving as a band. You've got to have, you, 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 you have to evolve, don't you? You can't just stay stagnant. You can't, I mean, you're not going to be the 16-year-old bouncing around the stage for the rest of your life, are you? And you've got to adapt to that that element of it as well. I mean, you've got to constantly reinvent yourself to keep fresh. You have to, because you can't, like, put out the same album four times and think, oh, yeah, this is cool. And put yourself in a box and not move forward. You have to, you have to do that. I mean, for instance, we went with the first album out. That's like, as Colin said, it's a resume of different types of songs, you know, on that album. Right. Then we put out the, you know, things get better on the final Sunday, which is a nod to which way we were going. Now <clears throat> we put this new album out, and it's totally like you know we've turned the volume up. Even though there's only one acoustic guitar song on that album. Which breaks it, you know, it up and all. You know what I mean. But then again, all them songs can be played in acoustic format. Right. It's just how we call them in. As well. It's as how you. it's how we deliver them and call them in. So it's like, you know, we do a third album. It's going to be like, you know, who knows what? Who knows? You know what I mean? It's like get the, you know, you've got the blueprint there. What are we going to call them in? Obviously, we can't go and do another album like we've just done the new album. We've got to step it up. And my, my, my concern was with doing this album was like, you know, in, are we going to pull it off? Um, we did pull it off. And we pulled it off. I'm yeah. like, we're proud of it. Everything about it. You know, everything, the makeup of it, the, the whole lot of it and everything all that. No, absolutely. I mean, I 100% agree. And and it's uh, it just it's just interesting. Uh, just to uh, we'll ask just more questions about the album, then we'll get to our first song here. Now, uh, my next question would be is, since we just talked about uh, you know evolving, uh, well, you guys evolving as musicians and kind of kind of going different ways. Now, I'm assuming that was part of the reason why you guys kind of uh, uh, to quote you guys turned it up a little bit. Now, was there any other reason behind it? Were you, were you, was it just because of the evolving part, or were you, were you just kind of saying we go try something new anyways, and then you were kind of already kind of pre-planning a different direction? Um. Oh. I mean, I, I think I think when I, I joined the band, I think when I joined the band, I'm from like a rock and roll background, you know. Um, I've always played like that, like that kind of that genre of music, you know. Um, so I think bringing, I th- I'm thinking, obviously not just it doesn't just fall on myself, but I think like Joe showed me a few tracks when I first joined the band, a few of these tracks off the album. And originally they'd been written acoustically, and and like as soon as I heard them, like my rock and roll brain kicked in. I mean, do, do you know what I'm saying? Right. So, so obviously, I, I, like, there's a couple of tracks. If you heard the first, the, the first initial whispers of the song and what the song is now, they are not alike. But you can always go back to that whenever we want to, whenever we want to do like an unplugged 
said <laughs> they'll still work and like you know we wanted them. Yeah, I mean I I we had this conversation tonight. We did the session to Chicago the other night and um I was explaining that two of the songs on the album, which is the opener, where do we go from here? And another track called Shine Tonight, they were just nice little melodic acoustic songs. And I thought, I, you know, I'm glad they've seen the light of day and how they've turned out and what they'll sound like in a live format because they're absolutely like mind blown. But I never thought they'd turn out the way they did. But, but Colin heard them and I was like, sort of, you know, and all I didn't, being honest, I didn't think, oh, you know, you know, but it wasn't until we were in the nursery when Andy said, what's that? I thought he said, play it. Mm-hmm. And it just naturally, it just grew, it just grew to turn into what it is. And I'm happy that it, that it did. And there's a lot, there's a hell of a lot more like that, and there's more being written now. So you know what I mean. So it's a, you know, it's glad that them songs made it onto the album because to play them in live set as well is it, it's fantastic. That was going to be my next question. How, how uh, did you guys kind of uh, uh, quote unquote test drive all these songs first before you put them on the album, or were some of them recorded first and then you tried them live before the album was out? Well, uh, as as I joined the band, obviously I had to learn a whole set. Right. Do you know what I mean? I had to learn a set. So obviously, I, 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 yeah. But when I when I first joined the band, I had to learn. I had to learn the classics. Do you know what I mean? The classics of the album, right. the singles, etc., etc. I had to learn that. But I was I was determined to put my own stamp on everything that that. I got involved in. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? I yes. didn't just want to come and play what was played on on the album. I wanted people to know that it was me. You, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, so, and it, it, not in a conceited way. Not in a conceited way. I mean, it sounds like I'm coming across like I'm talking. No, about no, myself, I know what you mean. And I'm not that kind of guy, you know. Uh, but at the point I was at when I joined the band, I was looking for a challenge. I was looking for something different to what I'd been involved in for so many years and coming to the band coming to the band um, and meeting Colin and Joe as, like, it, it opens up my it opens up my mind you know because a lot a lot of the stuff I've been involved in has been like three chord pop rock you right. know and uh, Joe Sands on a loving can eight three chord pop, uh, yeah. pop rock it's all melodic do, do you know what I'm saying yes absolutely. so I, I, think, I think we both like me, me coming to the band has kind of opened my mind to the melodic element, and like obviously I've brought a bit of the rock and roll element as well, you know. So it feels like it's weird. It feels like this, like this, <laughs> this mashup of crazy personalities is weird, you know. Absolutely. I mean, for me personally, it's like a, it's like a brand new band, and uh, as I said to you when we did the, the interview the other night. We were told the sound we sound like a totally new band, and you know I think since Andy's come into the band, it's actually someone who can like write bass lines <laughs> and do backing vocals and suggest a lot of stuff. Whereas before, and I was writing all the bass lines and doing all that, like and to weight off my shoulders. Oh, sure. So it's like you know it's like as I said, I'll do the two songs. I would would never have thought they made on the arm. I would have been like, oh, you know, a bit too close and thought, oh, no, and all that. But sometimes you just got to, like, listen to other people and whatever, they might put something on it that you don't hear, which is great, as it turned out. But we, for me, it's like a totally brand new band. It is, because even our stage presence, how we perform live, 
the new the songs off the album and all that. It's everything about us, even down to big massive banners with the band name on projecting a totally new new as a new band. That's what's done it for me. I think you become a new band anyway, like after, after every release, because you know you've got to kind of like you know renew yourself every time. Because the last thing that you know I think a band would want, well especially us, is the fact that you know we release an album and then we will release another album after that, which is just exactly the same. We'd hate that. We'd you know we'd yeah. we'd, we'd, we'd be kicking ourselves <laughs> if we'd done that. So you know we're a, a new band again with this new album, and then we'll probably be a new band again when we do the, the next album. Right. No, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, but there's like, there's, I, I don't want to, I don't want to like poo-poo about, there's a band who, uh, that they, like a new band, newish band out, like their first album blew my skirt off, it was, do you know what I mean, it was like, spoke to me, the, the album, I'm not going to name the band. Right, no, I that's fine. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that, you know. But they're a mainstream. They are a mainstream band. They brought the first album out, and it knocked my socks off. And I could not wait for their second album. And the second album, to me, like the the the, the packaging and everything, it's exactly the same. Like, not, do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, yeah. you've got to have a concept, haven't you? You know, and kind of a brand. But <laughs> it was too much. It, it seemed to me like. This band have gone to their record label with all of their songs, and they've had a hit album, and they've had an album full of B-sides. And what they've done is splice the B-sides with the album sacks to make two albums, rather than bringing out a world beater of an album. You know, right. I think quality nowadays is a hell of a lot more important than quantity. Just to bang another album out there for the sake of banging an album out there. Stupid, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's yes. it stinks of greed, doesn't it? it stinks of greed. Does, yeah. And have you seen like the, the album? I mean, the amount of attention that went into the album just on the production of it, and even or everything about it has really been like a fine tooth comb. I mean, I mean, we could have had this up last year, but the amount of gigs have been playing, you know, which you've probably seen has just been like, you know, in the way. So we basically had to like, right, let's get this done and get it out. It was, it was a case of squeezing in studio time. You know, we had, the, you know, the, the, the schedule was that was that intense that you know, you know, you, you, you're gigging on a constant, regular basis. Right. That we were like, right, we, we need to basically squeeze in a bit of studio time there and a bit of studio time there and get as much done as, as possible. I mean, it's it's all worked out funny and you're better late than never. But you know. And, that, and, that, and those gigs were obviously, uh, we were road testing a lot of that new material anyway, so it kind of worked out for the best anyway. But, you know, as I said, it's out now and it's the way we want it and we're pleased with it and people are liking it. Right on. Well, we're going to get to a song off the album right now. This one's called Turn Me On, Turn Me Out Tonight. Dig this. Joe Symes and a Loving Kind. <laughs> Smile and the ground beneath my feet. Will 
on that was Turn Me On, Turn Me Out Tonight by Joe Symes and Loving Kindness off their brand new album, which is out now, called Phase Two. Now, this was the first song I listened to out of the three that you sent me, Colin. And right away, it's like, well, this is different. <laughs> and in a good way, just because it was, it was, you know, uh, louder than it has been before. It's like, so like, really, I mean, I've loved all your stuff so far. And I sat back, it's like, well, it, first reaction, like, literally was my exact words were, this is different. And I sat back, it's like, no, I'm really digging this. <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. Got to go to the action to have and you were sitting back and you were like, this is crap. No, it was, uh, no, I, I, I really enjoyed the song. Uh, the, the flow of this one, uh, I, I enjoyed. And the, the vocals, especially this time around, uh, especially just shortly after the bridge, I mean, I don't know what was different this time. It just, like, it really, uh, Joe's almost, like, you sounded like uh, your vocals sounded more powerful than normal, maybe because you're uh, competing with a, a louder volume? Um, you know, we, to be honest with you, when we done the album, uh, come through the vocals, I did all the vocals in one day, but it wasn't hours. Four hours I done 10 tracks. That for me was like, I was, I, I don't know, I was just on the ball that day. I was ready for it, and I did it. And I think, like, you know, I would say, <coughs> You just like I took time out to like really like reflect on the vocals and even on a live doing them live and all that and think basically what you hear there is what you hear live, you know. So I'm really pleased with the vocals and a lot of people have commented on the vocals on the track saying like the really vocals are really great and stuff and all. So I'm really happy with that overall and everyone's playing as well in vocals and stuff because we all we're all on it doing vocals all of us. Well, obviously, me and Andy are doing the back of vocals, but we're, our presence is all there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, see, I, I've, I've got, I've got like this big, crazy, deep voice, but all the high back and vocals—that's me, like. <laughs> so it's, it's a crazy thing, you know. You, you wouldn't expect, you wouldn't expect all them angelic noises to come out of this gruff, rough ass voice. <laughs> but. I enjoy I enjoy vocals. I enjoy doing vocals anyway. Like it's part. It's a thing that like with playing the guitar, it's kind of a second nature thing. Playing like cut me cut me bass lines and stuff, just a second nature. But with vocals, I've always got a sense of trepidation. I've always got a thing of I need to prove a point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy doing it, and with with us as a band, obviously doing three part harmonies. We're all we're all pushing each other. We're all like coaxing each other on, you know. Like if somebody's not stepping their game up, it'll stand out, it'll stick out. So we've all got to watch our own backs and each other's backs as well, right. you know. And I think I think that's showing in the of the recordings, the way the way everything's gelling in the recordings vocally, you know. Right. You know, having a, or or doing a three chorus harmony. Uh... Has that made a difference? Uh, uh, meaning, has that made, made this songs maybe not a little more difficult, but just uh, uh, a little different in arranging? Uh, not really, because like a, a, there's like a, there's not well, it isn't like a formula, is that? But you know what you know what to expect, where and when, don't you? You know, so obviously. Once you once you know what what you want to get across, it's just because uh, we don't go. You need to do that. You need to do that. You need to do that. We just work it till it works. You know, just work it until it sounds right. Because if it sounds right, nailed it. If it doesn't sound right, you've got to 
back to the drawing board and just work on it until it works. You know, and, and that's kind of what we've been doing of late, and it seems to be working. Mm-hmm. Because bear in mind now, three part harmony is another instrument. It's another instrument in the band, three part vocal harmony, isn't it? And obviously, with us being a three piece, it's the likes of the three part harmonies, the intricate, the intricate um, musicality of the stuff is making us sound like a bigger band. Because anyone can, any three guys can get up there and all beat the shit out of their instruments. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's doing it. It's doing it to, so it sounds the way it's supposed. The, 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 what you'd expect them to hear. You know what I mean? That's that's the the finish. That's that's the benchmark. That's your standard. Is is that what you're expecting to hear? And does anything sound stupid? Does anything sound weird? And and. That's kind of our mantra at the minute, and it's easily working. And the thing is, as well, since Andy joined the band, it's like a weight off my shoulders because, like, before then, I was doing backing vocals, but it was pretty much down to me <laughs> and me on my own. So thinking, oh, God, I wish, I wish there was somebody else there to, like, do another bit to take it off my shoulders. And when Andy started doing it, it was like a, a big, massive relief. So I thought, oh, great, I can do this bit. And Andy can do the, the bit over it, you know, with that, like, 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 an octave higher than me and all that. And it'll sound, you know, twice, it'll sound, you know, it'll be double the effect, twice, it'll be twice as better. And, you know, it allowed me to kind of, you know, it, it allowed more sort of space and more room. So uh, I'm, I'm very, very thankful for that. Well, it's kind of it's kind of like uh, I, I kind of think of it in this analogy. You don't want to keep if, if you're on a piano and you play everything with your left hand low down, and that's forced you playing in the song. You lose interest. Like say, if you play a chord with your, on the low end of the keys, you play that chord and it won't sing to you. If you play the keys on the top end in your chord, it won't sing to you. But it's when the, the both your hands are playing that chord. And it's a full chord, and it just speaks to you, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Like it just feels full, feels warm. Doesn't? Do you know? Do you know what I'm getting at? Yes, do you absolutely. Know what I'm at? No, I know. It makes it makes perfect sense. Now that being said, for um, the creative side of things uh, this time around. I know Andy yourself being new has. Uh, I obviously the dynamic has changed uh, uh, since Andy's joined the band. But uh, creatively, uh, besides uh, now, Joe, you having a weighting off your shoulders, uh, does everybody put their input into each song, or is it is it kind of like kind of individually bring to the table, and then everybody works on it together? Um, it has. It, it, I'll initially come in with the song and play it, and I'll have like my own ideas. You know, as I said, with the new album, it's just like look at the a blank canvas, let's just jump on it and see what's what, and that's how it works. You know, I can, guitar parts, I'll have my guitar parts, what, what I'd like to put on it and all that. I might change them from now and again, but it is, you just come in with it, yeah, then you go, what do you think? Should we change anything on it and all that? And it's, it's just, it's a blank, it's a blank canvas, to be honest with you, think. It's done, but it's still a blank, it's like, it's, let's call, there's, there's the, the, you know, the framework, let's call it in, see what we can do with it. That's how it's working. No, I understand. I said that that's how it worked. The two songs that I didn't think would make on the album, that's what, how that worked. And it was there, and we got it, and we just, you know, went over it in different versions, and we come up, ends up coming up with what we've got. No, it makes sense. Now, uh, I want to ask you guys about uh, recording in the, in, the, in the Peter Gabriel studio. Uh, how was that? Was that, was, you know... <clears throat> 
how was that for you? Was that like a treat or was it just like, uh, well, what, 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 what's for this? What'd you think of recording there, Rick? What was it like? You know, it, the three, the three facilities we worked in, none are better than, none are any better than the other. They're all equally as mystical and fantastic and amazing to work in. You know what I mean? Uh, to be honest with you, the location doesn't matter. The location of the studio doesn't matter. It's your producer. It's who you're working under or, or who's working under you because ultimately he's the one who's in charge of making it right. We've made it as right as we can, but digitally, your producer and the equipment and the facility do you know what I mean? Yes. The, the, the actual facility blows. I mean, me personally, you know, that, that's my personal view is it's your producer and, and that buzz what's going on under that roof. So you could be in any studio, you could be in any studio anywhere around the world. It's what's going on in that room at that given moment in time. What just blow? That's, that's what does it for me. And I can't speak for the other guys, you know, but that, that's for, for me, that's just working in such a professional environment you know where we produce it cares just as much as you care you know and, and i think uh, every all, all the guys who we've worked with i don't want to start naming names in case i miss anyone out like but every single person who we worked with done us justice like and they bought into us i mean know? what we went with the album because all the album i mean we produced the album the base the engineers were there to like push the buttons and if I want that, I want that. But, uh, you know, there was the odd suggestion and stuff and all that, but as I said, like, we were in total control of what come out. Everything, everything was all, it was all done. It was all worked on, like, thought out and everything put into it by us all of how it should come out. Like, as regards location, the actual, the actual being at Solid State Logic, Peter Gabriel Solid State Logic, it's not. It's it's not you've ever seen. You you, you haven't seen anything like it before, and I doubt you'll ever see anything like it again. Right. It's the surroundings are beautiful. Uh, like just blow you away. Beautiful. The actual property where it is is amazing. Like there's a, a, the other two studios. You wouldn't know that they were studios from the outside. Oh really? But yeah I, I mean you're talking to the motor museum and past the studios two the, the two best studios in the northwest like uh, again i'm not going to name drop or who works out of them or whatever but right. just mark my words the, the the other two studios are like you to look at they, they, they're just like nondescript buildings but what goes on behind that door what goes on behind the door is just magic just the, that's all the only way I can describe is it's magic and the guys who you're working with are the, are the magicians you know like I, I can't I can't um, stress enough how important it is for your producer to dig it you know and that's a little bit of a heads up to anybody who's listening any anybody who's planning on getting something recorded if you go meet the producer and you don't get on with them doesn't matter who he's produced. If you don't get on and you don't like him, you need to walk away. That's right. That's you know, so right. someone needs to walk away because if they, if they're not into <laughs> what you're doing, then you, you, you can't work together. No, because they'll, 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 they'll be basically just looking at the clock one or you can go on. Whereas who would work for it is like, you know, into what we're doing in a big way. So, yeah, I mean, as far as that, all of the studios, like Peter Gabriel's studio, 
<clears throat> hands down, the swankiest, plushest studio we worked in. <laughs> like, it's it posh, posh. But as you can tell by our accents, we're not posh, posh. So we we like the non we like the non element that thing of going through like going through a, a, an anonymous door to go and create magic. That's what I loved about it. That's what I love about working in these places. Right on. Well, we're gonna get to uh, one more song here, and the next one we're gonna play is uh, "Summer's Almost Coming," and I really wish it was because it's getting too cold already. Here's a summer's tell almost... Me about it. <laughs> What's that? So tell me about it. Yeah. I mean, it's nowhere near as bad as where you are. But I mean, it's like two degrees C and we're all freezing cold yeah. here. I bet you was a minus 10. Yeah, we were about minus 15 the other day. <laughs> and and yeah. still on the ground, yeah. So... It, got, it got pretty cold pretty quickly. Within a day, it dropped like literally about 15, 20 degrees within one day. To be, honest with you, to be honest with you, that's happened here because it's been like 13, 14 degrees for months and then all of a sudden wake up in the morning, it's like 2 degrees. Freezing oh, cold, you know. And we're all, we're all sun babies, I was like. <laughs> Except for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in the autumn, so I'm used to it. <laughs> right on. So here we go with Joe Signs and Loving Kind with Summer's Almost Coming. Dig this. <laughs> See those places 
Right on. That was Summer's Almost Coming, Joe's Time's Loving Kind, off their new album, Phase 2. Now, uh, one second. <laughs> My apologies about that. Sorry. <laughs> So, like I was saying, that that is my favorite song. I've not heard the entire album yet, but that is my favorite song by far. I love the harmonies in this song. I, I love the, the tonality to it. Uh, it reminds it reminds me uh, a little bit of Oasis and a kind of that '80s almost kind of a synth sounding uh, um, uh, in, in the background towards like the, the middle towards the end of the song. I really, really like enjoyed this tune. Yeah, she is, man. You know what, to be honest with you, it's one of my favourites, like, for exactly the same reasons you just said. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's just that hot. It feels that nostalgic, doesn't it? It's that feels nostalgic. It's great to play live as well, because the funny thing is, I mean, I, I, I don't even use drumsticks. I use, uh, like, timpani mallets to actually put, to, to play it on, on the kit live, and so it gives it that real heavy plodding type of sound. Oh, no, that's awesome. I that and that I never would have guessed. Yeah, but, but uh, either way, this is like like I said, this, this is this is my favorite song so far. When, when I finish this, I'll, I'll let you know. But I don't think I'll change my mind. I like I'm, I'm kind of this, this kind of this is my favorite song, and it probably will be for a while. So uh, when you did the other songs, when you did the other songs on the album, I'm sure you'll change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you now. Yeah. Telling you now. Oh, no, yeah, see that, that's why I said that's one of my favourites for exactly the same reasons. So if me and you have got that kind of the same vibe going on, yeah, there's a couple that are going to throw you a curveball. Oh, it's going to it's going to put you in a model dilemma. You know. <laughs> <laughs> now it is. Uh, uh, where can this uh, be purchased? Just so the public know. Uh, yeah, you can purchase the album in physical and download form from the website, which is www.joesamsonlovingkind.co.uk. Right on. Well, guys, uh, thank you for coming back on the show, and it's, it's nice to have like all, all three of you, and as, uh, I don't think we've ever had the full band on. It's either just been Colin or Colin and Joe, so this is great. It was uh, great to have you on, and great to meet you, Andy, and uh, uh, both Joe. Uh, really great to meet you. Cool guy, man. Look uh, forward to speaking to you again. I, I, I would really like that. I mean, you guys are always welcome on the show, and uh, I can't wait for the rest of the new album. As soon as I finish listening to the, the rest of the new album, I, I'll, I'll let you know right away because I'm very, very much looking forward to it. Like, I'm actually really excited about it. But thank you for taking the time, and I'm sorry I had to put the uh, interview off. Like I said, uh, my schedule changed a little bit, so I apologize for that. But I'm glad we were able to kind of set a date again so quickly. So, guys, thank you very, very much. I would love having you guys on, and I'd love to have you guys on again soon. Really thank you very much. And uh, just a big shout out to all the Canadian guys over there. Wrap up, stay warm. I'm fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so great, guys. Thank you so much. So, this has been Dodger Bones with Colin, Joe, and Andy of Joe's Times Loving Kind. We'll talk to you next time. Until then, Bones out.